Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're going to take a look at Salman Khan and Katrina Kaif's Explosives Tiger spy series. First up, sparks fly when Khan heads to Dublin on a mission and falls head over heels for Kaif in Kabir Khan's Ek the Tiger from 2012. Then, when a group of Indian nurses are held captive in Iraq, only Khan and Kef can re- rescue them in Ali Abbas Zafar's Tigers in Dehay from a couple weeks ago. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. We are back at it, Matt. It has been a busy, busy holiday season, but we're finally sitting down to record a new episode. Yeah, I'm sure other people have had busy seasons as well. Yes, if you celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Um, or if you're, you know, in a part of the world where Christmas is a very big deal. Um, Isn't it a pain in the ass? I hate Christmas, by the way. You do hate Christmas. Why? Yeah. Why are you such a humbug? Just don't like it. We'll do an episode another time on Christmas movies in Bollywood. Mm. I'm sure there's got to be a couple of them. Maybe. Maybe. We'll have to to look into that. Um so we're recording this in between Christmas and New Year's, um, and if you celebrate those holidays, happy holidays. We we hope that you in, have enjoyed the holiday season. Um, if you don't celebrate those holidays, well, we hope that your life is going great and that everything um, is also wonderful and sparkly and filled with magic. Um, before we begin, though, we have to wrap up a bit of stuff from our last episode on Bollywood films mired in controversy. So eagle-eared listener Deborah Kaplan, uh, after listening to our last episode on controversial Bollywood films, uh, got us to do a little more research on backward casts. Mm-hmm. Now, you thought this was an interesting translation choice. Um, and I admit I didn't, there was a lot of research involved in that episode and I didn't look it up before we recorded and I didn't double check it, uh, while we were editing and I probably should have. Yeah. But we, we did go back and look at it and mm-hmm. yes, that's the official government term for casts that uh, have been economically and socially disadvantaged over the years. So while I still think it sounds kind of weird, that is the official term. Mm-hmm. So, um, my bad. Well, thank you for Deborah for pointing that out to us. And she also pointed out to us that we were saying Tigers into Hi wrong. It is Tigers into Hay. Yes. Um, which I think sounds a lot more fun. Yeah. Sounds a lot more kind of like hay. <laughs> Tigers into hay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sounds a lot more fun. Um, so we're here to discuss the Tiger films. These are two films, two spy thrillers starring Salman Khan and Katrina Cape. And they are so much fun. Yeah, they're really good. I like both of them, and they're actually quite different. I love these movies. I think they're well worth watching. Super entertaining. What's more to say? Podcast over. Yep. Back Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Four minutes. Probably our <laughs> quickest one yet. Uh, no, no. There is more to say. Uh, the first film came out in 2012. It's called Ek the Tiger, which means Once There Was a Tiger. It's directed by Kabir Khan. And it stars Salman Khan, Katrina Cave, Ranveer Shuri, and Garish Karnad. Uh, at the time of its release, which was Independence Day in 2012, it was the widest ever Bollywood release. It was on more screens than ever before. Hmm. And it was the highest grossing film of 2012 and is currently the 17th highest grossing Indian film ever. 
Um, that's and that's global box office. So around the world, that's the 17th highest grossing film. If you take out the two Bahubali films, it would be the 15th highest grossing Bollywood film ever of all time. Uh, it broke many box office records when it came out, including the highest opening day in Indian cinema history. Has that since been broken? Um, I believe so, yes. I didn't, I sure didn't Bahubali- look into like what movies have topped it. But it I just, would say Bahubali 2 Day 1 probably made a lot of money. Probably, yes. Considering the tickets were four times as much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To talk about this film... We're going to have to get into spoilers, um, especially as we want to talk about the sequel. Mm -hmm. So if you're weary of spoilers, you might want to stop the podcast now and go watch the film. It's on iTunes. Pick it up there. Six years old, by the way. So yeah, don't worry too much about the spoilers on this one, especially if you've seen the trailer or poster for the new one. It kind of ruins something for you there, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, this film is extremely popular, and I imagine if you're listening and you're a fan of Bollywood, you've if you're interested in the film, you've already seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you've been forewarned that we're going to have to give some of the plot away, but yeah, it's, it's at this point an older film that is extremely well-known. We're not going to ruin anything big in uh, Tigers into Hay, though, no. which we saw... First day, first show. Right. We're keeners. We took the day off work. It was awesome. <laughs> Two o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, and the theater was pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. solidly busy. For North End Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, well, it was, it was, it was warm out. Mm-hmm. Um, for our fans in India today, uh, it's going to reach minus 38 Celsius here. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Fahrenheit user, that's the same. <laughs> It's minus 40 or so Fahrenheit, too. Yeah. Have you ever been that cold? Let us know. <laughs> I mean, I have. It's terrible. Every year. Yeah. Uh, so, Salman Khan stars as Tiger. He is a raw agent, which is um, India's kind of secret service, like their CIA, yeah. their spy agency. Uh, he is always on a job, always tracking down the bad guy and saving the day, and doesn't have a lot of time to really focus on his personal life. He must get some time to work on his parkour, though, because it (laughs) is very good. Yeah, excellent. You could tell that they saw Casino Royale before making Mm -hmm. this film. Well, and I'll tell you, they actually hired um, the stunt directors from The Born Identity Hmm. on this film. Uh, So that's, I think, kind of where you're getting that, like, Hollywood-level stunt effects Mm -hmm. Um, because the action in both of these films top notch probably some of the best action I've seen in a Hindi film I'll say so his handler in an effort to kind of make him you know slow down and think a bit more about uh, you know what he wants out of life and maybe you know not always have such a full throttle action oriented lifestyle sends him to Dublin to look into this astrophysicist who is working on a project which he may or may not sell to Pakistan. So Tiger goes to Dublin and quickly falls for this astrophysicist's assistant, played by Katrina Cave. Who wouldn't? I I certainly... I mean, I think I already have. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's some sort of dancer who's working on a project about the son of Pinocchio, Pinocchio's son... Now, if Pinocchio's a real boy by the end of Pinocchio, 
Is his son a puppet that has to become a real boy? Is his is his son a real boy that becomes a puppet? There's a lot of un, you know untold unanswered questions in uh, Pinocchio's son. I have no idea, and we really don't learn much about Pinocchio's son. We see about <laughs> thirty seconds of dancing, and we're as confused as Tiger. Yeah, and it's like kind of river dancing ish. Well, it's Ireland. Yeah. Um, so the first hour or so is very much like a romance between Khan and Cave. With some action elements. With, yeah, with some action. There's kind of someone who's breaking into his place and who's kind of tailing him. So it has a couple of action sequences, but it's mostly this romance. It's got to stop a train, kind of Spider-Man 2 style. Mm-hmm. And there's a big, big number that I think is supposed to expose us to all things Irish but is extremely confused about what is Irish. Yeah, there's some Scottish in there, some English. There's a lot Maybe of Scottish some Welsh, in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, but it it brought to mind other dance scenes that presumably mash up all kinds of different cultures into one whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I certainly yeah. couldn't say that North American films are any better for their portrayals. Of Eastern cultures. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're definitely not. But it is well worth watching just because it's so strange. <laughs> strange yeah. is the best way to put it. They like come across some sort of uh, parade, I guess, with all these street performers. And they but also, that. Tiger's imagining the whole thing because uh, Ranveer Shoy shows up later. Is like, what are you dancing for? Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. It. Uh, Yes. I, I feel like it's, it casts a pall on the entire British Isles. It's probably why Brexit mm-hmm. happened. So, um, yeah. You're going to, yeah. You could blame Salmon for that one. <laughs> blame Brexit on this dance sequence. We could ask, we could ask, uh, Asim Bernie what he thinks. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> he's a Salmon expert and, uh, knows about England too. Mm hmm. Uh, and, and presumably about the rest of the UK. Yeah. Uh, so. This romance kind of plot kind of concludes uh, when it's revealed that Katrina Kaif is a Pakistani agent. She is working for ISI, and she's also been sent there to essentially get this astrophysicist um, plans for whatever project he's working on. It's not important. No, it is definitely not important because I can't remember what it is. (laughs) And after that part of the movie, the focus of the film completely shifts. Yeah. Uh, so Tiger has finally fallen in love, but the woman he's fallen in love with is, you know, working for his sworn enemy. She is an agent, um, in, she's a Pakistani agent. Intermission. Um, Exactly. Uh, well, no, not, not quite yet. Because eventually Tiger and Zoya are reunited, um, at a (laughs) event in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. And. Not Constantinople. No. And once reunited, they decide that they're madly in love with one another, and they go on the run. I was happy this third time I watched the movie now, because now I know a Mm -hmm. bit more about Indian TV. Mm. There's a joke where she refers to herself as ZTV and says that he's Doordarshan. And uh, um, in the research for the Ramsey Brothers episode, I learned a little bit about ZTV. Mm. So while the movie does explain those terms... I knew ahead of time, so I felt kind of smart. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, and then the last kind of third of the film is them kind of on the run in Havana. Uh, so first they kind of, you know, do a bit of a, uh, 
like they they pretend that they're going to go one place and then they go somewhere else. They pretend they go to Kazakhstan. Yeah, and then they go somewhere else. Um, and it's gorgeous Havana where we get to see you know Katrina Kaif and Salman Khan kind of. Uh, taking in that city, uh, Salman Khan is painting, Katrina Cape is teaching dance classes, uh, they're running around and kind of jumping on buses, you know, dancing in the streets. Havana looks great in this movie. Mm-hmm. But the agencies eventually catch up with them and, you know, it leads to a climactic action sequence where they have to get away and continue their life on the lamb. Pretty cool car chase. This this movie is so much fun. I will say that I think the you have to get over the first hour to really get into it. I don't think this romance in Dublin is super exciting. Um, I mean, I I still think Falling is an early film that we watched from uh, Hindi cinema, and that sort of plot line hadn't really been done to death yet. Mm-hmm. What we'd seen, but nowadays it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, we've seen this. But this is a really good mixture of romance and action. Mm-hmm. And I think Salman Khan and Katrina Cave have excellent chemistry together. They're two of my kind of my favorite um, pairs of actors to see on screen in Hindi cinema. Better than uh, uh, Katrina and Rithik in Bang Bang, which is a movie yes. that this is very similar to, I would say. Yes, I think this is a lot better than Bang Bang. Hmm. I think, um, like, I just. I think Katrina Cave brings out the best in Salman Khan, mm-hmm. um, and a bit of vice versa. And this was the first time that Katrina Cave got to kind of um, put on, like, to have this kind of action role. And she's so well suited for this. She's such a physical actor, um, you know. She and she, and she's so great at physical comedy. Mm-hmm. And here she gets to be goofy and funny, but she also gets to be this really, you know, like attractive bombshell but she also gets to be such a badass like she she holds her own in in all of these action sequences and all of these fights she's shown to be totally capable Mm -hmm. she doesn't fight as much in this one as she does in in the next one no but she does some uh, parkour and stuff and uh Mm um yeah during the car chase there's some fun stuff she flies a plane all kinds of things and i really think it's the chemistry between the two of them um, that sells the film. Mm-hmm. Like you, you really believe that these two people kind of would fall in love and would run away together, um, and that they would kind of, you know, like there's there's real there's a real connection at the center of this film, mm-hmm. um, which I think is rare in kind of like a big dumb action movie. Mm-hmm. I I really really like it, um, but you know it's not. It's not perfect. Like I said, like the, a lot of the stuff in Dublin, I think, falls a bit flat. Professor's kind of dumb and boring. There is a cute dog. Yeah, Rocket. Yeah, which, as we know from Shakespeare in Love, all you need is a cute dog. Mm-hmm. And everyone will, you know, call it a masterpiece. Big part of playwriting, have a dog. Mm-hmm. What do you think about um, kind of the the themes here in relation to other films from Kamir Khan? Hmm. Well, he's interested in... Uh, uh, trans-border, uh, sort of taking a global look at how people move across the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, by John, for instance, um, very much about how India and Pakistan actually have way more in common than mm-hmm. they uh, seem to politically. And, like, normal people, when they meet each other, they can get along just fine. Um, 
I guess a similar sort of thing with Cabo Express. When people are in a stressful situation together, mm-hmm. they focus more on survival rather than whose country is going to get points. And this film kind of outright says, you know, that the reason that they have to go on the run is because, you know, neither of their agencies would allow this relationship. Mm-hmm. And until they're ready to do that, they're going to stay in hiding. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think, you know, that's that's a powerful message to put at the center of your big blockbuster, you know, that get over your differences. It's, it's a very kind of like, it's very kind of like action thriller Romeo and Juliet type scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Romeo and Juliet is a, is a classic and has been for a reason, has been done to death for a reason because it's very palpable. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, it's a framework that works really well. You can insert whatever feuding group of people you want. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite action scene? The train is pretty cool. Um, there's a operative for, at this point, I don't even remember who it is because there's so many shifting loyalties and stuff. I think he would be a Pakistani operative at this point in the film. Has uh, gotten in a fight with Saman and they're inside of a train and the train won't stop. So he's got to kind of get on top of the train to stop it. I think that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh the climax stuff in in Havana, mm-hmm. where like where Katrina Cave has to fly a plane, and there's all these vehicles, and they're trying to get away. I think like that's that's the stuff of like action movie gold. Like that's that's a lot of fun. And by that point in the film, like you're really invested, not just in kind of seeing these um, crazy displays of brute strength mm-hmm. um, and incredible skill. Um, and, you know, explosions, but also you're invested in, in these two people as, as characters and you're invested in their relationship and you want to see them get away. It resembles a Roger Moore, James Bond movie in all the best ways. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of a fun, wisecracking hero, over the top action. There's not really a world ending villain, I guess, but, uh, usually a girl on the run with him. So yeah, it's, if, if those are the sort of movies that you or maybe your dad likes, you know, check this one out. It's interesting what you say about the villain because that's one thing that I really like about this film is there is no kind of, you know, as opposed to kind of other spy thrillers um, and and even what we'll see in Tigers into Hay, there is no kind of maniacal evil villain. There's no, um, like, cipher in Fast and the Furious. There's no Blofeld. It's- AK-47 in Commando, a one-man army. <laughs> yes. Um, or whatever Asha Gupta was up to in uh, Commando 2, The Black Money Trail, which mm-hmm. I watched today. Uh, it's just the situation. It's the enmity between these two countries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the devotion, the, the promise that they've made to their countries and kind of how that gets called into question when they, they fall in love with one another mm-hmm. and how... That love is ends up being more important than the love that they have than, than their patriotic love than the love that they sort have. Sort of, sort of, yeah. yeah, sort of. As we'll see in Tigers and Hay, um, the only thing that Tiger loves more than Zoya, Katrina Cave's character, is India. Mm-hmm. But and India was just fine for the past <laughs> five years, but uh, uh, her his country needs him. Mm-hmm. So I think we highly recommend this film, even oh, yeah. though, like, tonally, it, it's 
it's a bit all over the place. You get used to that, though. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. And I think that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to Interfill. Uh, what are we going to be listening to, Matt? We're going to play the song Mashallah from uh, Ek the Tiger. Um, if you haven't seen this uh, dance number, I highly recommend checking it out, especially if you like belly dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. And, uh, yeah, it also features Tiger wearing his trademark uh, scarf, his keffiyeh. Yeah, you really want one of those. I do. I saw some of our um, some of our pals in England are uh, giving them away mm-hmm. as UK only giveaways. I was a little ticked off. I'd wear that. <laughs> yeah, It'd be awesome. Yeah. Do you think you'd look as good as Tiger? I'm looking pretty rugged right now. I've got about an inch and a half of beard on my face, so you know I think I look pretty good. Do you think you'd punch as well as Tiger? Maybe. I don't know if it would be warm enough for the climate outside right mm. now. Fair point. You can always wear two scarves. Well, this is Mashallah. guys, Matt Bose here from Bollywood is for Lovers, which is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, sponsored by ATB. In Tigers into Hay, Salman Khan and Katrina Kaif's husband and wife spy duo are called into action to help rescue a group of nurses being held captive overseas. If you'd also like to help out nurses and doctors, in an albeit less violent way, why not check out ATB Cares, the initiative by ATB to match charitable donations by Albertans. You can donate to Médecins Sans Frontières also known as Doctors Without Borders, and feel that you too are making a difference. For more information on ATB Cares, go to atbcares.com. The Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, is an initiative to bring together podcasts from our home province of Alberta. Currently, there are 28 podcasts on the network, covering a variety of topics and issues. At the end of Ek the Tiger, Tiger and Zoya find themselves on the run. Unable to return to their home countries, they are forced to become expats. In the Expats Podcast, Host Adam Rosenhart explores the lives of Canadians living abroad as he collects expat stories from around the world. You can find the Expats Podcast at expatspodcast.ca. To find out more about the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, and the member podcasts, go to albertapodcastnetwork.com. So that was Mashallah from Ek the Tiger. But moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, sequel to Ek the Tiger now. Uh, Tigers into Hay. Tiger is alive. Tiger is hunting. <laughs> um, this entry in the series is directed by Ali Abbas Zafar. Features Salman Khan, Katrina Kaif, uh, Sajad Delafruz, Pereshwala Rawal, and Grish Kanan. Uh, so, hilariously enough, this is based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tiger's real. Yeah, Tiger's a real guy. Uh, no, the, the main situation of the film actually happened and there was actually a was a malayalam film about it called uh liftoff takeoff takeoff yeah which came out earlier this year i didn't have the opportunity to see it but i've heard great things i've heard it it's very good mm-hmm. um so i'd like to catch up with it and i imagine it's a very different 
take on the events than this one. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we don't have TV news anymore, but I feel like if the events of Tigers into Hay actually happened, <laughs> there would be an international incident and India would be you know at war with uh, ISIS, which is called ISC in this version, right? Yeah, so the real-life event was an abduction of almost 50 Indian nurses uh, in Iraq in 2014 by ISIL. Yeah. Uh, in this film, they are ISC. Yeah, there's a big disclaimer at the beginning to make sure that no one's annoyed by depiction of various religions in this movie, which I think is extremely interesting because as a Muslim guy himself, mm-hmm. I feel like Salman Khan probably hates ISIS more than anybody. Yeah. Because, you know, who's mostly getting killed by ISIS? Who's hurt most by ISIS? Other Muslim people. Mm-hmm. They definitely have the most skin in the game against getting rid of those guys. But mm-hmm. just to cover their bases, they use a different uh, organization. There's also quite a few white people in this version, of, and especially one named Brian. <laughs> Ryan. 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 There's there's a there's a kind of a sub boss named Ryan. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> big you know, big deal over at ISC. Yeah, and uh it's pointed out to us from the opening scene that ISC does not have a religious agenda. They are using religion as a guise to kind of carry out their acquisitions of of power. What they really want is like access to the oil fields in Iraq and money. And so it opens with this journalist, James. No, James. Uh, yeah. Who is caught by, who's kind of like in He's investigating Syria yeah. and is investigating them and is killed by ISC. And throughout the rest of the film, everyone refers to James like they know him, yeah, like they just, were friends. You saw what James was up to. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. So as Aaron alludes to, begins with the death of a journalist uh, in Syria. Uh, after that, we get uh, the ISC guys taking the nurses, mm-hmm. and then we get a little interlude back at uh, uh, it's it's Austria, Austria. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Zoya and Tiger have ended up in Austria, and there's a new uh, tiger cub amongst uh, the pair. They have uh, an eight year old son, Junior. Junior, yes, uh, who knows nothing about distance. Yeah, um, <laughs> it doesn't spoil too much to say that Junior becomes into a little bit of. Uh, Distress early on in the film, and when asked by his father how far away something is, he says it's about five feet. No, 50 feet. No, he says it's 50 feet, when in fact, whatever it is, is about five feet away. So, yeah. um, I mean, he's pretty young. He's not entirely great at directions and everything yet, but... Uh, and he's speaking in English. This is not a translation error. Yeah, come on, Junior. Uh, what I learned was that Austria is incredibly dangerous. <laughs> you step outside your door once, and you're getting attacked by muggers and nature and everything. Yeah. So it's a bit of a relief for them once a uh, uh, tiger is called away. To help uh, these nurses out. And Tiger has continued his uh, trade of painting. Yeah, that was a nice callback. <laughs> yeah, he paints a beautiful portrait of Katrina Cave in the snow. Yeah, he- Junior reminds him that it's actually their anniversary that day. Yeah. And uh, that's why she's mad at him. So he's like, hmm, better put something together. He's like... And Junior's like, oh, I, I I made some calls for you. Like, okay. <laughs> and Max out his credit card. Yeah. And then we get, like, a beautiful romantic sequence about their anniversary where Tiger... Um, paints her portrait in the snow, and they go on a like a, a snowmobile trip, and then they have dinner in the middle of the street, and no one else is there, and they put up a bunch of floating lamps. They are—it's really beautiful. They but dance that's in like an Austrian castle. The end 
of the romance bit. It's like yeah. condensed to, I don't know, 15-ish minutes? Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, this movie, apart from that scene, I think would have massive crossover potential for people who liked The Raid or um, something like Old Boy. Yeah. Just people interested in um, action movies from outside of Hollywood. Yeah, I, I don't know if Old Boy is quite an action film, but I see where you're going. But I, I like that's the real Bollywood touch in this. Yeah. Whereas the rest of this movie could be Black Hawk Down, or it could be Jarhead, or something. It it feels like kind of like an old school like Schwarzenegger film or yeah. Van Damme film. Yeah, it's sort of like they dropped uh, Commando era Schwarzenegger. Commando were you know not the yeah. Fidget Jamal version, mm-hmm. but uh, the '80s one. Uh, John Matrix, his name was in that. If they dropped him into this situation in Iraq right now, he would figure it out. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of movie that I feel like I want The Expendables to be, mm-hmm. but The Expendables doesn't get near, like, it doesn't have near the amount of depth that this film has. Yeah. So um, there is a local warlord ISC higher-up guy who has taken the nurses, um, about a quarter of which are actually Pakistani. Yeah. And Tiger is called in by his government, who tracks him down. He's actually been kind of keeping in touch with them through back channels. Mm -hmm. And they say, Tiger, this is a really bad one. We need your help. And then later on, Zoya shows up as her government has done the same. So, <laughs> Well, she found out that there were also 15 Pakistani nurses yeah. being held captive. And if she's going to encourage Tiger to go get the Indian nurses, why shouldn't she go get the Pakistani nurses? Yeah. And she shows up in an amazing scene when like Tiger's back's against the wall. And how is he going to get out of this? Deus ex-wife. Yeah. She does some pretty cool car chase stuff, and there's an excellent uh, action sequence with Katrina and a bunch of uh, other women. Mm -hmm. We don't want to say too much about it, because it's one of the pleasures of the movie, but she may have a higher body count than Tiger in this one. It's it's tough to tell. Um, Yeah, I think this is a way that you can do a husband and wife action movie really well. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, Tiger, you know, don't go. Think of Junior. It's more like, I dropped Junior off of his grandparents. <laughs> we have to go kill a bunch of men now. <laughs> At first she said she sold him. Yeah. Yeah, and again, they have such brilliant chemistry throughout mm-hmm. this film. Like, I I really believe in, in these two characters and in this relationship. Like, I mm-hmm. really just think that... Uh, these two actors bring out the best in one another, and they have they have such a good rapport. But what really makes this movie, like, work, what makes a real badass, is all of this action. Yeah. Like, this this might be the best Bollywood action film I have ever seen. There is so much stuff blowing up. There's so many dudes getting owned. There's so many, like, machine guns and rocket launchers. Mm-hmm. And somehow it always... Shirtless Salman. <laughs> a brief shirtless Salman Khan. But somehow it always feels grounded. Like, it never <laughs> seems... Oh, my, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it never seems too over the top. Like, it, 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 you know, it gets... It's still a movie. Saman does the classic uh, Stallone in uh, in Rambo 3, um, holding a really heavy machine gun in one hand and then holding the bullets in the other hand. Yeah. And then wandering out into the middle of a gunfight and killing everybody. Maybe a little bit over the top, but also I was like, yes, you kill those men. They're bad. Yeah. Like, but it never kind of reaches a point of ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think it's partly because it's grounded in this this mission, which, yes, is the thing that actually happened. But I think, feel like you always understand what the stakes are. The film does a really good job of laying out who everyone is, what their part in the operation is, and where they are. Yeah. The nurses have been barricaded by this warlord in a hospital. And essentially, Tiger and his team have to pose as uh, injured oil workers mm-hmm. um, who can get into the hospital and start working to get them out. And so you understand how that mission to get into the oil field, oil field works, and then the side mission to stop um, you know, a child suicide bomber, and then how it works once they get into the hospital and how kind of some of the agents who are on the outside are helping them. And then once you kind of get to this, the big climax where they're trying to get the nurses out and everything is going wrong because Americans, mm-hmm. um, Americans never listen. And it's the Americans' fault that they're being forced to kind of do all this in a really tight timeline because the U.S. says that they're going to bomb uh, the hospital in seven days. So they have seven days to get the nurses out. And so you just, you kind of, you understand all the stakes, you understand where everyone is. And action films have become very, very noisy and very difficult to follow in recent years. I blame Michael Bay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there's that whole term, Bayhem, that I believe the Every Frame of Painting guy came up with. Oh, maybe, yeah. That Tony just, Yeah, just showing that um, his, his use of space is somewhat confusing and you can't really tell what happens. There's also uh, Lindsay Ellis's uh, video series on... Um, Michael Bay talks about how mm-hmm. his editing is so chaotic and so frantic that you do lose all sense of space and time. Yeah, and that's become kind of standard in big budget Hollywood blockbusters where I just, I I can't follow what's happening and so you don't understand what the stakes are and it just becomes noise. Yeah. And you don't have any of that here. Well, it's very well plotted. It's very well staged. Something that uh, is tough to get around with a lot of actors, especially in like superhero movies and stuff, is that they're not actually fighting real people mm-hmm. and they're also using weird powers and stuff. So you can't really cut on action in the way that you can when there's actual things happening. Mm-hmm. So you, if you look at um, fight scenes in a superhero blockbuster, they're very choppy. And they're cutting around the deficiencies of how they actually made the movie. Whereas in something like this, it is chaotic, it is exciting, but it's also based on, you know, physical space. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. you can, and you can understand what's happening. So, you know, I, I like that a lot. I also think that this film builds on the themes of the previous film. Now, we have a different writer-director here, Ali Abbasavar, mm-hmm. um, who we have a great track record with. We've really liked a lot of his previous films. He did um, Your Brother Ki Dolhan. Okay. Uh, Gunde. Ah, uh, there we go. Sultan. Okay. Uh, so I I quite like his movies. And while I won't say that I see like an overarching um, theme that I, I that whereas I think Kabir Khan is kind of working always within the same space, um, this does build on the themes of the previous film. So there's this whole kind of sequence at the midway point right before interval where the 
uh, Indian agents and the Pakistani agents have to team up to to get the nurses out. Mm-hmm. And so just like you see in the first film of kind of where Salman Khan and Katrina Kaif overcome their differences um, to be together, you see these two groups of agents kind of saying like, you know, we got to get our nurses out too. You got to get your nurses out. Let's work together. And this this beautiful sequence kind of in the middle of the whole thing where the Indian guys and the Pakistani guys realize that they have a lot in common. Yeah, they're saying stuff like, imagine if we had all of these great singers working together. What a concert you'd have. Or we would have the best cricket team in the entire world forever if we could combine our two mm-hmm. teams. It's not subtle, but I think this is a very powerful message to put in a big mainstream blockbuster like this. In addition to a big fuck you to ISIS, by the way. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, one of the world's most popular Muslim actors saying, hey, these guys, these guys are assholes. We hate them too. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to kill 400 of them (laughs) in a movie for you. Yeah. So it's just like, politically, I really like, you know, kind of where this film is going. I, I like what it has to say. I think it's a really easy movie to like because its mission is very clear the bad guys are bad and the good guys are people that you want to root for yeah i will uh point out that uh paresh rawal who plays a guy named firdos Mm -hmm. he is really really good so um part of the reason uh, part of the way that uh, tiger and his team have to get into iraq is through this oil field dodge and uh, Firdaus is the guy who runs the oil field, and he himself is Indian as well. So he's kind of noticing that they're doing a scam, but he's also doing a scam, and it adds an extra layer of tension where Ek the Tiger, I mean, it, it didn't really have a villain is the problem. The villain is the system, whereas in this you have kind of like a sub-villain, and then you have the guy in charge of the ISC. Mm-hmm. You've got all kinds of different obstacles for them to take care of. And the fact that it's an Indian guy kind of exploiting his own people is further symptomatic of um you know borders aren't as important as people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think that message continues forward from uh, tig- uh from Ek the tiger yeah it's a but that actor's great and i love oh, his look great. he he kind of looks like he's kind of dressed like uh like a uh hindi version of hunter s thompson mm. um it's a great look yeah and like he comes across as kind of dumb Mm-hmm. Um, He's certainly like a sniveling guy. Yeah, but then it's just, but he undercuts that so perfectly and makes it kind of very clear how dangerous he is and how powerful he is in the, oh, yeah. the first scene that you see. When he him. speaks Hindi, he's perfectly on the ball. When he's trying to speak English or Arabic or something, he it doesn't work that well, but that's part and of his to- game. Exactly. Yeah. It's totally part of his act. And you, you see all of that within his first scene. And it's just, it's really, that's a really strong performance. I agree. I think that takes a lot of. Um, of depth to to pull that off. Mm-hmm. I found that the CGI in this movie is actually pretty good. This is something that you can often see in Bollywood films is not great. Mm-hmm. In this one, they spent the money. Yeah. Um, helicopter crashes, exploding cars, guns going off all over the place. Like it, it looks. As good as a Hollywood film, which mm-hmm. you can't say about the special effects in a lot of Bollywood films, mm. unfortunately. And uh, Katrina Kaif's uh, action scene on her own, very, very good. She, she's, she's fantastic here, you know, and she really, um, she really goes places that I don't think we've seen her go in films before. No, you know, she's doing she's, a straight up Black Widow, Atomic oh, Blonde yeah. style ass kickathon. She is a. 
angry and she's vulnerable and she's wounded and she keeps getting up to fight again and again. And I mean, that girl's athleticism. Mm -hmm. I, I was explaining to a friend earlier today that this is the woman that I think about every time I go to the gym. Like, I'm just like, I am going to be as fit as Katrina Cave. I will never be as fit as Katrina Cave. I used to think Um, about Richard Nixon when I went to the gym. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Um, but like, you know, again, she's just, she is such a pleasure to watch on screen mm-hmm. and I really hope someone gives her another action movie because I think she's really good in them. She's, she's, she's great in comedy and she's great in action. I hope they make another one of these. I like yeah, how me too. they're saying they're going to, I like how they're, they've isolated themselves in Austria and by this point, Tiger is basically the solid snake of India who. You know, he tries to get away from uh, the spy world, but it keeps pulling him back in. Yeah, it was very cool. The one big misstep, I think, is the end end credit song about swag. I like that song. You know, I I think... You need a song. You do need a song. It's okay. I I don't think it's a great song. And I think I'm always a little disappointed um, that the choreography kind of has to be held back because someone calls out a great dancer. Yeah, not um, anymore, yeah. When Katrina Cage can really dance. And so, like, it just... I don't know. Maybe maybe if I watched it again, outside of the context of the film, it would grow on me. But it just kind of didn't feel like it was kind of doing the film that came before it justice. I thought it's it was not, a good look. It's not as good as a baby coat base. No. Um, no, or mashallah. But it's also one that... It's at the end, so you can just leave. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of people leaving <laughs> our theater at least on our first day, first show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think I think it's safe to say we both highly recommend both of these movies. I will say, if you didn't like Eck the Tiger, you might like that. Doesn't mean that you're going to dislike Tigers and a Hate. They're very different films, mm-hmm. tonally and narratively, and I think a lot of people. Um, wouldn't care for Eck the Tiger, but would really enjoy Tigers in a Hay. If you like, you know, big bombastic action movies, this this is your thing. Yeah, I think it has crossover potential. Yeah. Take your dad. Show it to your dad. And um, I don't think you need to have seen Eck the Tiger to understand Tigers in a Hay at all. No, no. You, you can get the archetype that his old boss, who is using oxygen for some reason, I don't know if the actor's yeah. ill or whatnot, but... Uh, you you get the type. It's the same guy who calls Rambo back into action. It's the same guy that calls Solid Snake back into action. It's that sort of commanding officer that you have this bond with forever. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. And also, um, she's Pakistani. He's Indian. Yeah, like it's it's very easy to pick up with the second film. Um, but I'll also say, you know, like if the romance aspects and the kind of um, exotic locales of the first film. Um, or what interests you in it, then you might not enjoy Tigers into Hay because there really isn't much of that. No, it's it's definitely a hardcore action movie, which I loved. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. We will be back in a couple of weeks with our big 2017 year-end wrap-up where we're going to discuss uh, many of the biggest... Bollywood releases in the second half of 2017, as well as a few hidden gems. We can do some lists. We can talk about hits, misses, actors, all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'll be in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can look us up on Facebook. Uh, just 
Type in at Bollywood is for lovers. Um, on Twitter, we are at Bollywood Pod. I'm also there. You can look me up at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review and star rating on iTunes. It really helps uh, new listeners find the show. It also helps us in our podcast rankings and just, you know, lets us know what, what you like uh, about the show. And then we can do more of that. Yeah. We're also on Tumblr. Bollywood is for lovers.tumblr.com. The show is syndicated on gradio.ca. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in some online radio, it's there. Uh, Audio Boom, iHeart, Spotify, all kinds of places you could be hearing this right now. Yeah, um, probably on whatever podcatcher you are using. Um, you can also look up my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art and the Movies. Uh, we just wrapped up 2017 with an episode on the disaster artist and day for night and we are also gearing up for our big year-end episode so you can go there to uh, eventually hear my top 10 um, of all of world cinema for 2017 yeah that one's usually like a three-hour blockbuster so it is it's a lot to record but, we haven't uh, done it yet but it's a lot yeah between these two shows, I think you're going to get quite a few uh, rankings mm-hmm. and just what was the best thing. And it's also a good place to get started with either show. You can kind of see what we thought of a certain year. Yeah. Or what you guys thought of a certain yeah, year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gearing up to some good jumping on points. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Check out Tigers Into Hay while it's still in theaters. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>